Okay, let's do this fucking shit. What's up, guys? Welcome to another episode of Sitting Ringside. This is episode number 39. Welcome to the show. We are live on Fight TV, on YouTube, on Facebook, and everywhere else that we are streaming on. And uh, welcome to the show, guys. As always, I'm Robert. I have Arlo with me and David Potter this week again. Thanks for coming back on, brother. No problem. No problem. And uh, also, uh, shout out to Rudy Lara making all this happen in the background. Um, yo, thanks yo. again, man. Yes, sir. Uh, we have a, a very a interesting... A.K.A. the Lara King, you mean. There we go, Lara King. <laughs> Carol fucking Baskin. <laughs> we need to change uh, that to David fucking Potter, because this is our version. <laughs> There we go. <laughs> well, we do have an interesting show tonight. Uh, lots to talk about with uh, UFC 239. And, um, I mean, it's like, I don't know. There's so much stuff going on with that uh, event, um, especially Maybe because. Uh, yeah, I mean they should, um, you know, and I'll I'll, I'll say why we're uh, why I feel that uh, we sh- you know that the UFC should cancel it, but two forty nine has always it, it's been cursed since the day it got booked with the main event. I mean, Khabib and Ferguson they've been trying to fight each other for what this is like the fifth time that they're doing this uh, matchup. Yep. I don't think it's ever going to happen. And if it does, it's not going to be something that's uh, going to be an exciting fight just because it might be another two, three years that it'll get uh, booked. Well, the question is, who's to blame? Carol fucking Baskin. Carol fucking (laughs) Baskin. Baskin. All right, get Elf in the room. Get Elf in the room, guys. Conor McGregor. Conor McGregor. Roberto, you guys. Does Conor McGregor fight at UFC 249? No. Irish elephant. No. No. No? No. Why not? The travel ban, bro. Yeah. Ireland's got it bad, too, dude. Yeah. There's really? a travel ban. So, yeah. So, yeah. Ireland's got it real bad. Oh, uh, what's his name? The guy that, uh, the dude that always watches my other show, uh, the Irish cat, Northern Ireland. He always. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He always uh, he he matches me and tells me how bad it is up there, man. Yeah, yeah. So that, that's why I don't see that one to happen. Uh, in well, my opinion, this Khabib Ferguson is going to be the UFC's first ever Lewis Tyson 
Pacquiao Mayweather. Those kind of fights that happen, but they're going to happen like three years too late, two years too late. It's it, This is going to be their first one. It's already I mean, been. Like, this is their first time. I mean, they've tried it five different times already. Yep. It's already like a Mayweather Pacquiao. They had fucking 200 different times they were supposed to have fought. Yeah. I think this is going to be the UFC's first first version of that. And, I mean, the other four had good had reasonings, but this one has a good reasoning because of the fucking travel ban. You know, there's not much you can do on that. Well, recent, and you recent developments. So, so I don't mean to interject here, but recent developments show that Conor McGregor actually landed a plane in the United States. So, any truth to that, or I don't know that I don't know. I mean, um, if these these news that you're reading, if they came out yesterday, then obviously it's an April Fool's joke. Um, Burn! They fucking got me. They Carol fucking got baskets. Carol fucking baskets. Yeah, I mean. Got you. Carol fucking basket. <laughs> that yeah, man, bitch. I mean, that yesterday you were reading, there was so many people were messaging me. Is this true? Is this true? No, it's not true. You need to hear <laughs> it from credible sources. Either not Fight Book MMA. Snort, yeah, it's either Fight Book MMA, MMA Junkie, or maybe, maybe MMA Weekly. Maybe. But if it doesn't come out of Five Book MMA or MMA Junkie, then there's the, those are, in my opinion, I, I love MMA Junkie just because you know we're affiliated with them too. So it's that's why I tell people you have to make sure if you're going to be reading any type of news, especially on April first, it has to be credible sources. I it got can't punked. be. Yeah, so a lot of people got punked yesterday with that poster floating around with Khabib and, yeah. and uh, McGregor on there. Potter was yeah. one. It got me. It got uh, me. Hey, you know what? I'll admit it too. I messaged Roberto. I was like, "Hey, dude, did you see this freaking article? It's saying that Dana White freaking tweeted this shit." Usually, I'll check his Twitter and verify, but I don't know what I was thinking, man. I was thinking yeah, about but- Carol fucking Baskin. Yeah, but, <laughs> you, but you, you messaged you messaged Birdo. You didn't try to blurt it out on over fourteen countries. This is the <laughs> last time we'll see David Potter on City Rings. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, you said that? <laughs> oh, what? what? Huh? Wait, what happened? <laughs> You can't just blow over that shit. What did you say, Carol? What'd you say, fucking Carol Baskin? Oh, pretty much saying that if if, if, if the news was. Spray fall news. This is the last time we'll see David Potter on City Ringside. Was that clear? (laughs) Thanks, guys. Was that clear, Rudy? Was that clear? Real nice of you guys. Real fucking nice of you. Fucking pricks. Fucking Carol Baskin. Bunch of baskets up in this place. Uh, <laughs> hey, okay, so. Dave, David, we burn each other like crazy on the show. Dude, that's just, <laughs> oh, that's just, that's just our show, man. We bust oh, each I other's balls. <laughs> trust me. <laughs> My balls are in the cast right now. Trust me, I know. Trust me, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> I, I hate to be the bearer of bad news, but uh, I know this is the episode thirty-nine. 
special guest, David Potter. And uh, we have, uh, it's a Carol Baskin edition. Well, actually, it's a Tiger King edition. My bad. I hate Carol Baskin. But it's a Tiger King edition. And I hate to inform you that two people out of the four tonight have seen this show and two have not. Can you guess who hasn't seen it? <laughs> I wonder. Let us know in the comments and I'll get back yeah. to you. <laughs> Let's expose them. Winner, we, winner should win something. Do we have something to give away? Um, we, uh, yeah, you know what? I'm getting, I'm getting, uh, um, I believe I'm getting some boxing gloves from Elite. Another pair that's going to ship me another pair to give away. So whoever guesses that, whoever Correctly. can guess who hasn't seen the Tiger King on this panel will win a pair of boxing gloves, folks. <laughs> so let guess. Send uh, send Roberto at fightbookmma at gmail.com. Send him an email or hit him up on uh, our website on Facebook uh, or Twitter. Just shoot us an Anywhere. email. Let us know that you're there. I know there's a lot of people listening and watching right now. So you want some Guys, freaking boxing gloves? Do it. Can we can we just time out for two seconds? So Rudy is wearing a blonde wig. And he was exactly like fucking the Tiger King. Will you just get him on the air? Rudy, you gotta show it off, man. Come on. We can't Carol, hear you, Rudy. <laughs> Glorious. We still can't hear you. <laughs> I'm in the lower right corner of your screen. You can see me now. And you can hear me. <laughs> I, I, hide, I hide myself for reason, people. That's how he really looks. That's why. Yeah, this is this is not a wig. I'm offended by that shit. Yeah. <laughs> He's fixing to sue Joe Exotic for his look, stealing Rudy's look. Exactly. So, so I have a question. So for the two people that haven't seen it, how come you guys haven't seen it? Because it's the best thing right now on Netflix. <clears throat> I have never seen anything like the fucking Tiger King. It We're doing a competition, best. Potter. Why are you trying to steal this? Yeah. <laughs> It could be because, me. It could be me. Hey, well, you know, somebody needs to answer the question first before we can say who it is. Exactly. Yeah. Okay, We're not, fine, so fine. It would have to be at the end of the show or getting closer to the end of the show. If nobody has answered the question, then we'll reveal who the uh, the two people that haven't watched it. No, means- no. I think that uh, if nobody answers by the end of the show, um, one of the two people that have already seen it deserves those boxing gloves. Fine. Wait, that means that means we can't fucking talk about it. And I don't want to I want to talk about Carol fucking Baskin. Oh yeah. Okay, so in the next in the next uh, <laughs> let's see. Uh in the next 30 minutes. If nobody answers, then we'll talk about Carol. Uh, I don't know if I can hold my tongue that long, man. <laughs> that's no what she said. That, that's what she said. Oh, you beat me to it, motherfucker. <laughs> you son of a bitch. Damn it. Damn it. Son of a bitch. Uh, Damn. So, so, so let's get back, back to onto UFC. Yeah, back to UFC 249. Who do you think? I mean, when do you think these two people, I was going to say dumbasses, when do you think Nurmagomedov and Ferguson are going to fight? Are they going to fight at 249 or UFC 1000 when they're like 80? 
1,000. Well, that's what I posted. That picture I posted that they were going to fight till you see 1,000. I mean, yeah, they're, I not, think they're not fighting anytime soon. But you know what? I give I give kudos to Khabib. He went back to Russia. He does not want to be uh, out in the open with all this shit that's going on right now with COVID. And, uh, you know, he's taking care of himself, his family, and he doesn't want to get sick. So it's a valid reason. He he flew out there before the travel ban even was implemented. Yeah. Well, per- personally speaking, I think the UFC, I think sports in general need to take an extended break. You know, because every time they're out in the open, every time they travel to the arena, travel to the performance center, travel anywhere, they're putting themselves in jeopardy. They're putting their health on the line. And you never know who is really sick. I mean, it could be a cameraman who's not showing symptoms and who, who not show symptoms in the next two weeks or three weeks. Um, personally speaking, I would love the UFC to take an extended break. I love Tony and Khabib to kick off like a massive card once everything smooths over. Here, here. I think all sports right now, I don't think it's the time or the place for anybody to do a sporting event. And I think the UFC included. I I, I wouldn't want to put anybody in jeopardy. You know, I, no nobody wants Khabib or Tony to get sick or anybody on a UFC play card. Just take a break. WWE, take a break. Fucking all these sports need to take a break, period. That's yeah. my opinion. No, I agree. And, you know, Bellator announced uh, the other day that they're uh, postponing their, uh, their events in May. Um, before the news broke this, today from the California Athletic Commission, they actually banned all sporting events until the end of uh, May. Right. So, you know, that's a good move of California to do that. And I think that's what everybody in the United States should do. They should ban all events doesn't matter what kind of any sporting event like you said ban them until everything gets uh taken care of you know um and and i was telling one of my friends at work i was like you know a lot of these fighters they're right now they're training at home Mm -hmm. they they don't have their regular sparring partners they don't have their coaches there they don't have that uh morale that uh, that push that they get from going to the gym um, it, and if you want to put an event so soon, what kind of fights are we going to expect? A lackluster right. fight. We're going to see right. these pros looking like amateurs. Yeah. Or an amateur tr- turning into a pro, like their very first pro fight. Because and they didn't get that extensive training. They didn't get that proper nutrition, the proper weight cut, the, the, everything that they're so used to leading up to a fight. Right. Yeah, but and, and that, not- that, that's a that's a tough one though, man. That's that's a real that's a real tough one. I mean, you look through the ages up until the modern fighter. That's how gladiators did it. That's how you know old school warriors did it. Uh, I think, but, you know, separate, that's, I, but that that's back in the day. It, I mean, right that's, now that's this what, time where we're pretty much spoiled. It's and I think it's just because they've gotten a little soft with super nice gyms, with super nice this, with extreme, you know, over the top equipment. That's my take. I mean, be hard. Yeah, no, and I understand. Hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. I got you. I mean, be hardcore. Get your shit back in order. Are you really hungry, or are you just doing this for the look or the money in this? You know, let's let's see if you are. As legit as you say. 
I yeah, mean, if, but, if, if, if you got your coach, if you can get your coach there, I mean, that's all you really fucking need. Your greatest spark should be coming from within anyways, not just my buddy at the gym making me fired up every time because my buddy at the gym may not be there on fight night to hire me. Right. That's but, my take. I mean, that's because I'll fight a motherfucker down the back alley for fucking free with $2 in a fucking roadmap. And I think I can do my shit at my house just as good as I could at the other place. I mean, hell, I can. I mean, if you're in that great of shape, do do the body weights, do pull-ups. That's 10 times better than a lot of other stuff, you know? Do yoga, keep your stretching, roll your grapple, do your do your drills. I To me, the gym's just the icing on the fucking cake. And, and, and gyms and a back alley training, fighting in a back alley is a lot safer than fucking, in my opinion, than going to a gym. And gym, even the cleanest gyms can breed infestation, like ringworm, uh, cauliflower ear. I mean, all types of infections, rashes, uh, sickness, illness, flus, they spread like crazy in uh, even the cleanest of MA gyms. You know, so like, I have to agree with Roberto, and I said this last week, that you know, nobody can go to a gym and it's going to be not just, you know, training's going to suffer, but also emotionally taxing. Like how much stress are these fighters under knowing that they can walk outside, go into the street and somehow catch an airborne coronavirus that can take them out. You know, like it's got to be emotionally taxing, physically taxing. You know, you, you're going to, you're going to put on a UFC card and you're going to see all these pros completely just emotionally, physically drained. You know, it just doesn't make sense. I agree with Roberto completely. Well, I don't know, man. I'm just thinking maybe it uh, has a little something to do with 5G. Oh, God. No way. <laughs> uh, everybody in their grandma is complaining about 5G is what's making this fucking coronavirus. Come on. Not gonna... That yeah. shit's ridiculous. That's that's conspiracy theories right there, man. I didn't. I didn't. I didn't read that. We can't. We can't hear you, Rudy. I'm sorry. I'm sure people could he, could have hear the. Uh, they could hear the Illuminati song in the back. <laughs> so, did you guys? What, what do you guys think about that? Like, so they launch these. This is what Rudy was talking about. That they launch these five G towers. And people get too close to it. They found out that people could suffer burns, they could suffer sickness, uh, all this fun stuff. But now rumors are running rampant that 5G service is actually causing coronavirus, which is absolutely fucking ridiculous. Well, that's Those actually the not the case. The the uh, the theory is that coronavirus is uh, accelerating the uh, the mutation in the genes and in your cells because it it overstimulates them and it's causing this. Um, yeah, I'm a bit of a, I guess you could say a conspiracy theorist. So I like to see all these weird, uh, weird avenues, you know, but I don't believe it. Um, so that's important, but, uh, yeah, it's, it's kind of an interesting, uh, theory. If you look into it, uh, with an open mind, it's, it's kind of scary in a way. One thing for sure is 5g is dangerous when you're very close to it. Um, it's like thousands of times stronger than a 4G signal. Uh, so if you're directly yeah. close to it, it's like a, a fucking radiation blast, dude. 
And that's crazy because yeah, but, normal, normal cell towers, you ever got close to them or seen them? There's no grass growing around them. Oh, no. And there's like there birds just dropping out of the sky everywhere. 5G, people. 5G! <laughs> so, <clears throat> I don't think, because diseases and like uh, infections will mutate no matter what, bearing host to host. Like, Right now, there's eight different strands of coronavirus. No matter what, depending on the host, you know, it's always going to mutate. It's always going to be viruses are extremely adaptable. And, you know, 5G, 4G, 3G, 20G, no matter what, a virus is going to be able to mutate and try to be adaptable to survive in any type of environment and any type of host. So that whole theory about 5G helping the mutation is completely ludicrous. You know, I, I just... There, there, there's no facts, no data behind it. Right now, there's no, but also to your argument, there's no data behind coronavirus itself. So like, you know, but I, I see all signs and all all sides of the spectrum. I don't think it's, I don't think 5G has anything to do with it, to be honest with you. Well, I think you're wrong. Carol fucking bastard. <laughs> Take off your mask, Carol. I know it's you. <laughs> Well, the why fucking is that woman bitch. so fucking unlikable? I don't know. Why, why is you, you guys had like everybody had to see like the memes about Carol? What makes her so fucking unlikable? I have no idea. I haven't been able to pinpoint it, but she's literally the most unlikable person I've ever seen on television. Dude, I can pinpoint it, man. I can pinpoint it to a T. As soon as I heard that woman talk, and as soon as I, I this, as soon as I, I looked at her and her eyes. I just, I, I immediately thought of Hillary Clinton, and I can't stand that bitch. Can't stand her, dude. And then I heard her talking, oh, wait, wait. and I'm like, oh my god, she just reminds me of this woman. And then she just took on a whole different persona, and she was even worse than Hillary Clinton. I was like, dude, I hate this woman. Oh my god, I hate her, dude. I fucking hate. Well, her. besides the fact that she murdered her fucking husband. And for everybody that hasn't seen it on this panel, she definitely murdered her fucking husband. There is no question about it. She better husband to the tiger. From it, what it, I've heard. It's such a crazy story. Yeah. It, it's it's so mind-blowing. <laughs> well, people in the in the chat are saying that uh, El Cucuy don't fear no 5G, so. <laughs> Bro, that, that dude kicks freaking bars with his legs and. He's fucking psycho. You think he's scared of 5G? <laughs> he's not even scared of the coronavirus, bro. Right? I mean, he's talking all kinds of smack about uh, Khabib and saying that, you know, he's scared and he's, uh, you know, not wanting to fight him. And um, he's just going off on Khabib. But he's saying all that because he knows that Khabib cannot come out here to the States and fly out here and face him. So obviously he's gonna talk all kinds of shit about him. Personally, I think Tony Ferguson's overrated. I think he's doing his best Conor McGregor impression. I, I, I there's nothing likable about this guy. Like he pay, plays a character. He, he does the whole Conor McGregor shit. Like I, I, I think the fight with Khabib ends the same way that every fight with Khabib. With Khabib just on top of you, ground and pounding, and I, I don't see Tony putting up any challenge whatsoever in Khabib. Thank I don't you, know man. why people were so interested in the fight, to be honest with you. Thank you. He's he's know. so fucking old. 
He's so fucking overrated. He's annoying. He, he's so fucking annoying. Like, and, and just shut the fuck up, bro. Like, every interview is so cringeworthy. Like, he does not know how to talk. He comes off so conceited. But, you know, Khabib is just looking there, and he even feels awkward. You can just tell how awkward he feels. Like, Tony is not an entertaining guy on the mic whatsoever. He just needs to shut the fuck up. Please. Just do it. Let your fighting keep talking. He is so fucking overrated and annoying, too. Christ. What do you think? You He's guys Christ. don't seem like you agree. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, well, for me, guys... the, I, I do understand and I do uh, agree with you with uh, Khabib trying to be another Conor McGregor. Um, it's Tony. just, yeah, Tony is just, you know, I don't know. He just needs to stop talking all this crap because obviously he's pissed off that Khabib's not coming over here to fight. And supposedly he uh, he was saying something that Khabib knew, and that's why he jumped on the plane right away and went back oh to Russia. Oh, my God. Yeah. So uh, it's just this this whole ordeal with Khabib and, and Tony, it, uh, it needs to stop already because the fight obviously is not going to happen. And it probably will never, ever happen. So for them to be talking all kinds of shit on Twitter, on Instagram, or whatever, it's just for show. I think you know Tony I mean? Ferguson is a fucking... Yeah, this guy's a fucking cornball. And I'll tell you why. Because he had to back out of the fight, not because of the coronavirus, because he's wearing sunglasses indoors. With Who likes somebody that wears sunglasses indoors? He's wearing sunglasses indoors and tripped over a fucking wire. Bro, you're a cornball. Shut the fuck up. Have a seat, sir. Have several seats. Bro, Conor, Khabib is stuck in Russia. Stop talking shit, my friend. Stop. You're a fucking cornball. Sorry. Sorry. I'm getting angry about it. Sorry about that. Sorry, guys. <laughs> so, Bye, it's guys. all right, man. We're entitled Sorry, to our opinions. <laughs> I, I think I think, whipped him. I, I think Khabib beats him anyways. Uh, he's just trying to sell the fight. I mean, look how much emotion it brings out of everybody, whether you like him or you don't. Uh, he's just selling the fight. People, people will pay to see you win or get your ass beat. So, I mean, he's he's just selling a fight. Not, I mean, even though he sucks at doing it, it's look at the emotion it brings out of people. I mean, yeah. that, that's what he's doing. Uh, but it's it, it's. It, it, Oh, I'm sorry for interrupting you. It's not like a bad emotion. It's not like a, a good emotion. Like, uh, Kobe Covington's at least slightly entertaining. Uh, you know, it, Tony Ferguson's like, shut up, Karen. That that type of annoying, that type of emotion. Like, oh, shut the fuck up, Karen. That type of emotion Tony Ferguson brings out of people. Like, oh, he's talking again. Shut the fuck up, Karen. Yeah, I have a question <laughs> that for you guys. Um, how, much, how much of it, of his character, do you think maybe attributed uh, to the fact that he has CTE. I mean, remember a few months ago, he got like in trouble for trying to kill his wife or something, like trying to beat her ass. I remember it was all over the news, man. And um, he had to take some time off from training and from the UFC to get his mind right. And people, they were, remember, there was a bunch of articles talking about him and CTE having brain damage. And that's why he's a little freaking weird. I don't know. Are man. you kidding? 
Yeah. Yeah. No. Yeah. I, no. And I. And I. That. That's true. I mean, sometimes that that could play in a factor if we really do uh, think about it. I mean, Titi, we've talked about it on the show plenty of times about CTE, and that could be it, man. It could be that it's catching up to him, and that's why he's, uh, you know, acting the way that he is. Um, you know, I never thought about that, so that's a good point. Yeah, Wait, yeah. I never, I never read these. Things. What, what happened with him and his wife? Yeah, dude, he had. Uh, I think it was sometime last year. I can look it up, uh, you know, while we're talking. But yeah, I, sometime last year, his wife called the cops on him, and um, he was acting crazy, bro. He was acting real crazy, uh, and there was a bunch of articles about him having CTE. Um, no kidding. Yeah, so it, a lot of it kind of made sense. Like, this, no wonder this guy's out here kicking fucking metal poles and doing weird shit wearing gloves and <laughs> and sunglasses during the day in a building you know i don't know not only that but the just the city says it's just off the wall type of shit bro she called the cops because uh he was he was i think threatening to kill her or something i'll look it up but yeah man i i think cte is real with this guy along with uh max holloway that dude is just whoa but but in this day and age where there's such high advanced testing to get cleared to fight, wouldn't that pop up on like an X-ray? I'm asking Roberto too because you work in nope. a, a medical. Wouldn't that pop up? Any type no. of you have to have extensive no? testing to to find CTE brain damage like that. Yeah, man. Right. So the only way that right now that that uh, that I'm aware of is the only way that you can find out if the person had CTE is through an autopsy. They have to cut the brain in oh. half, look it up, look inside, see what's going on in there, and they can determine if the person had CTE or not. Obviously, so, with, uh, with the cases, like with the people that had the CTE, what were they like, you know, leading up to their death? Um, how were they acting? Were they slurring? Were they acting off the wall? Um, that right there can give you the signs that a person has CTE, but the only way right now to determine if you do have it is by an autopsy. So, on a scale from one to Chris Benoit, where do you think he's at? <laughs> I don't know, man. Hmm. You're, That's you're, you're muted, Rudy. Oh, I'm saying, I would say it's, it's probably like a five right now. Uh, if the fight doesn't happen... And he doesn't get a fight soon. Yeah, you're looking at like a seven or eight. That dude's, I don't know, man. Last year, yeah, it, it was March 14th of last year. Um, his wife had to call the cops on him. Um, it, it was, it, she hit him with a restraining order following bizarre behavior in multiple police visits. So it wasn't even that long ago. Um, right. But yeah, and, and I don't know. There, there's a lot of art. I, I tend to go towards more that he's being a retard more than the ass. Because, like, you look at these old times and they show no traces of it. Tony Ferguson has it. Look, look at Aaron Hernandez, dude. Aaron Hernandez is a very prime example of it. Remember, they even had a Netflix series about him and he had CTE. And they, apparently, they blamed all that shit he did because of CTE. Um, and he was, you know, he was. I don't know, man. I, he didn't seem like a guy who took a lot of knocks to the head, but I don't know. I really don't pay attention to the Patriots, so right. 
I do. That guy was fucked. That guy was kooky. There you go. Jesus Christ. Does he remind you of Tony Ferguson? Kind of. <laughs> well, except that fact that, you know, Ern Fernandez, you know, he murdered somebody and he was also gay and he went through all this type of emotional trauma. I think emotional trauma has a lot to do with it too. Like, Aaron Fernandez went through a lot of emotional trauma. So did O.J. Simpson. I think it has to be triggered. I think CTE, and I think... If they- I think you see a lot more CTE in boxing than you do in the MMA for some reason. Right. What can you tell us about that, Arlo? Oh, I, it, it's... No offense, it's not what Potter said. Uh, it's going to affect everybody differently. Okay. Some people, some people with aggressive attitudes, it's going to trigger that even more. Uh, some people, I guarantee, if we actually hung around Randy, you would see it. He would forget when he got up to go to the kitchen. Why am I in here? He would have small sense. And plus, Randy started late. Randy didn't sit there and go through all the wars. And and people say Chuck Liddell, Chuck Liddell, listen to him talk from the time he first started to the time he finished. You know, he his his voice is his speech has gotten worse. You look at a lot of people, and, and you know, there's different, different, and Berto, you know this, there's different uh, symptoms to CTE. Some people, it's off balance. Some people, it's their, it's their anger issues. Uh, some people, it, it just completely changes their whole uh, attitude of who they are. And it's, it, when it comes to the brain, it's, it's, it's too tricky just to say it's one thing to one person because everyone's going to have something different. Uh, right. Because, because it's the brain, and that's, that's something that, Still today, that's still a mystery to doctors, you know, that they're still figuring more stuff out to this day. So when it comes to CTE, it's easy to point out the ones that have anger issues, but like, that's it, that's CTE. But I mean, look at old Babalu, you know, he talks about he can't walk, he's off balance, he's, you know, all basically fucking aged to 80-year-old man. Uh, yeah. So you look at it and there's there's a thousand different symptoms, just like when kind of like any disease. I mean, look at Parkinson's. There's like 27 different symptoms to Parkinson's and everybody only sees people's handshake and say, oh, that person has Parkinson's. No, Parkinson's affects like your speech. Parkinson's will affect your uh, uh, not just your movement, but your speech. You're different. I can't even remember, but there's 27 different symptoms. To just to, to say you have Parkinson's, so I'm assuming it's it works the same way, and that's a brain you know function. I'm assuming it'd be the same way with a CTE that there's probably hundreds to twenty plus symptoms to say oh that's a CTE symptom. And anybody who realistically fought and has taken head trauma, whether when you're in sparring and you get hit and your ears start ringing or you get really blurred vision, that's a that's a mild concussion. That's a baby concussion. Then you go back in there on Wednesday, and it's sparring Monday, Wednesday, Friday. Okay, we sparred Monday, Wednesday, Friday. Next thing you know, that little concussion you got on Monday prolongs on Wednesday and so on. So, I mean, realistically, if you've done any kind of fighting, you probably got the chance of getting it as you get older. Right. Mm -hmm. Awesome shit, man. Yep. Makes sense. Totally, 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 totally agree with you, Arlo. Thank you. I think we can all appreciate uh, the, uh, the the uh, information that you threw out there, Arlo. Thank you. Dropping knowledge. Dropping knowledge. <laughs> yes, I still sir. think Tony Ferguson's a retard, though. I don't think it has anything to do with CTE. I just think he's acting like Conor McGregor. He, was, he wasn't like this before. I, actually, no fighter was like this before. Uh, Kobe Covington was like this. Right? You don't just... 
like I said, he's just trying to sell the fight, and he's not really good at it because he's not a good talker. Connor could do it. Connor could do it because he could talk his ass off. You take Tony. Tony's not good with his words. He's not very good with catchphrases and being able to pop off and piss you off. He pisses people off by the way he fucking tries it. So, like I said, he's he's just trying to sell the fight. I can't fault him for it. He's he's he he knows he knows realistically the way he fights. He probably doesn't have many left because he he makes a war out of about every fight. And when you when you fight that way, you don't you don't when you get to that point where you're making big fights, you're not going to have many in you. So he, right. he he's trying to make as much money as he can as fast as he can. So that's why he's wanting a big fight right now. And I'd like to see Connor go in there and knock him out. I think it'd be entertaining. Because Connor could teach him how to talk. Oh, he'll definitely do it. Yeah. He'll, yeah, he'll definitely so do too. it. He'll definitely do it. I think so too. I think Dude, would that would be a money fight. I think that would be bigger than the Khabib versus Ferg. Either they're gonna look sloppy or they're just gonna be slugfest because they're gonna go to what what they can do. Right. Like uh, and uh, it, it's a roll of the dice. Are you going to get a sloppy fight from guys who usually look sharp that need all that extra? You know, everyone needs training. Uh, but is it going to show, you know, are they going to be rusty by not being able to train like they would at their at the other gym considered to their house gym? Deion Sanders, and, and I'm going to break out a different sport. Deion Please. Sanders made a Deion Sanders made a very valid point on his uh, Instagram. He said, he said a lot of these players, and this goes to fighters too. I I can roll this with fighters. He said a lot of these people are having issues saying I can't train because I'm at home. Deion Sanders said the first thing I did when before I bought a car with my contract was I put a gym in my basement. Yeah. And so I'm like, and Deion Sanders goes, you mean to tell me you got a $100,000 ride out in your driveway, but you don't have nowhere to train if your gym was closed? So so that's like, I I, I feel him there, and that goes for everybody. You know, because yeah. with, with modern technology, you may not be able to spar, but modern technology, you can buy that reflex bag that has that, that arm that spins at you. Mm-hmm. Uh, you you can buy that. You can there's a there's the old school reflex bag in boxing that we use to keep our head movement and be able to see things coming at our face. Uh, there's I, I can I can get on here with my coach and my coach can't leave his house and say, "Hey, coach, what am I doing?" Coach through here, you know, and turn it over and let him watch me while I'm while I'm moving. Hey, you need to do this. You need to do that. I can still watch you and do it. Uh, pull the dice, you know. And like I said, I agree with Dion. When people say, well, you know, they don't have nowhere to train, put a gym in your house before, you know, that's that's your job. So I, right. I don't know that, man. Like I said, it's it's a roll that dies. It either be a sloppy fight or they're going to be slugfest. <laughs> but a fighter, but but a football player. So here, here's I, I agree with you and I just want to add to it. So don't think I'm, I'm being I'm not I'm interjecting. But like so a football player only has to play one position. Where they're a wide receiver, you have to catch the ball. They're a quarterback, throw the ball. They're a kicker, kick the ball. But a fighter, you need to be good at all types of different positions. Wrestling, jiu-jitsu, kickboxing, boxing, jiu-jitsu, everything. So you need that those sparring partners. And you bring in 10 people into the gym, which is where I agree with you, where you bring 10 people into the gym, all you need is one person to be mildly ill and not showing any symptoms to knock out your entire team. So that's out of the equation. So now we're limited to just equipment and virtual training. 
And, you know, uh, training is effective when you have coaching and you have people pushing you there. You know, yeah, you have training partners pushing you. Guys are great that are pushing you. You know, like, I, I think what you get is I, I watch the UFC because I want to see elite top-level athletes. I, if I want to see a slugfest, uh, slugfest, I'll go to an industry competition. And you're going to see all the, the UFC quality is going to go down drastically if they keep having these fights during this time. And oh, a yeah. decent training camp, 8 to 12 weeks is a decent training camp. The, uh, the FDA, I think, just released emergency. Uh, they they fast-forwarded it so on an emergency basis, they can start pumping out this medication to these hospitals. So let's just say, hypothetically speaking, this comes down by June. 8 to 12 weeks is a decent training camp. Let's put on an event, you know, October, November, where these guys have a decent training camp. And let's not diminish the quality that we all come to love when watching a UFC show. I don't want to see all these guys, you know, fighting and tired and, you know, sloppy. I, I want to see a mixed martial arts. Like, let's give them a fighting chance. Let's put on the best weight possible. Let's put the, US, the UFC on hold and until maybe September or October, you know? Like, that's what I think. No, personally. absolutely. I, I, don't, I don't disagree. Uh, but you know, the, the other way I look at it is we're looking at it from like our standpoint, how long we would need to train, how we would do it when we're not on their level. Does that make sense? Like yeah, these guys, sense. Yeah. these guys, this is all they've done since they were probably 18 to 20, you know, making money doing these fights. So their, their, their rust level isn't going to be like ours. Ours, if we right. take off three weeks, we go back in, we're out of shape, we're this, we're that. Uh, these guys, I think if they stayed sharp, they can keep the intensity there. They can keep that, uh, that, that style that everybody's used to. Now, will it fizzle out? Yes. If you, if you want to make a fight, make it now because they still got the sharpness to them. But the longer this prolongs without the gym, the more that's going to start dwindling down. If you're gonna make Agreed. a fight, make it make the fight happen now while they're just a little bit off. Not okay. not much not much off of what they would be because I'm looking at it like the the problem I had was I always look at things from my standpoint of me. I'm not their level. I I, I was never their level. So I had to work at Walmart as a cashier when I was boxing. So, you know, yeah. I mean, these guys don't work at Walmart, they don't work at, you know, Whole Foods, they don't do anything else other than fight. So they're a little more fine-tuned than we are. If you're going to make a fight and you want to make some cash, make it now because the longer this prolongs without any training camps, the more, like I said, the more rust is going to start putting on to these fighters. And then once that happens, like you said, then it needs to be roughly three months, maybe longer before. I mean, there, there's going to be those guys that take this quarantine time and stay in shape and stay as close to – fight quality that they can and then there's going to be these fighters that are going to take their fruits of their labor and eat them and get right. so out of shape and and they're going to need five months you know because they're going to have to use a lot of that to get back in shape then start a fight camp you know the, so it, go ahead. yeah yeah the, the the one thing that makes me nervous and i agree with you on so many levels uh, about the fighter but the one thing that makes me fucking nervous all it takes is one medical prof professional, one, who's encountered somebody. Because what the medical professionals are touching every single Everything. fighter to make sure, like, 
everything's good to go. Mm-hmm. All it takes is one person, one brave medical professional who does this on the side and, and does these MMA events, who works in a hospital setting or medical setting, who's sick and not showing symptoms, who's checking out all these different fighters and takes out an entire event. So like, this is what makes me nervous. Is, you know, all it takes is one sick person to literally take out all these great fighters. So like, I, you know, I see from your point of view, a lot of different things, but like, you know, it, 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 there's so many different variables and there's so well, many things that just make me straight towards, you know, delaying. Here's, here's, the you know? here's the thing. I don't, I didn't say they should have the fight. I'm just right. saying how they could have the fight. Do oh, I think sure. they should? Ha- do I think they should have the fight? Probably not. It's yeah, yeah. It, it's it's not in anybody's best intentions. It's in pocketbook intentions, in my opinion. In my right. opinion, because there's like you said. I mean, even though I'm sure they're going to take every precaution they can, but like you said, someone may have touched someone and not showed symptoms for two weeks. Now you got someone in there just spreading everything, and there's. Roughly, there's a cameraman that watches you walk out. There's probably three cameramen on the cage. That's that's just four people there. There's now you got trainers, which there's usually two to three cornermen times that times what's that six six cornermen per fight times that times uh, five fights. Now you got thirty cornermen just there. You know what I mean? And then you take that yeah. and multiply that times the the promoter, uh, any agents that may be there. Uh, then you take that times uh, the commission that has to be there. And then everybody and – and the thing about the fighting, especially something like this, and this is why I don't think they should have it. It's not like everybody, when they show up, everybody's from that town. You got right. guys coming – you got Khabib coming in from Russia. You got – Ferguson coming in from wherever he's at. You're going to have judges coming in from wherever they're at. You got the trainer, cornermen's coming in from wherever they're at. And you're taking that, and that's not social distancing at all. Right. I mean, that's that's putting people from different aspects of all over the world because this isn't just a couple of guys from Los Angeles that are fighting that we can put in one, into the Staples Center say, hey, these are two local guys. You know, and Make make you know, you're bringing in like I said people from other countries and people from other states and then you're going to send them back home and like you just mentioned you get a you get the doctor and it may not even be the doctor it could just be a cameraman it could be a commissioner it could be anybody that touched anybody in that time frame that has two weeks time frame to self quarantine that didn't or didn't know it makes me and fucking scared absolutely the next thing you know, everybody shakes hands and they fucking send them off back to wherever they're from, and you just spread it times that many people, you know, to back to their hometowns. So no, I, I don't think they should have it. I was just I was just explaining how they could have it, but do I think they right. should not? But based on based on that fact alone, you, you know what makes me feel bad though is this is their main paycheck too. You have all these fighters because these opinions are subjective. Subjective. But you have all these fighters who, if there wasn't a lockdown, I guarantee you, they would weigh out the risk and the reward, and they'll say, fuck it, we'll, we'll fight anyway, because this yep. is their main paycheck. Yep. Like, I, I hope they're getting compensated, or I hope the UFC is taking care of them. So when the UFC comes back, or everything goes to plan and they delay this, 
these players still have money so they can afford a training camp and a decent one at that. You know, yeah. you have all these fighters, men, and they're all out of work. And, you know, I, I'm getting emotional talking about it because I, I just care. But, like, you know, it, it, they would fight if they could. If there wasn't a lockdown. That's how much yeah. balls they have. You know, like, shit, man. You know, this is just a messy situation all around. There's so many variables and so many ways to look at it. But, like, I just feel bad. I, I hope they're getting compensated. Like, Roberto, are they getting compensated at all? Or, like, what do you, what do you know about that? I don't I don't know if they are. Um, I really doubt that they are just for the fact that, uh, like, with what Bellator did um, when they had to cancel the, the event, all the fighters got weighed in. They weighed in. They made their weight. And then they got they got uh, canceled. So Bellator right. paid them because they did their job. Now these right. other fighters on um, now you could just imagine how many fighters are on the roster under the UFC banner for them to be getting paid every month. I mean they wouldn't they would they weren't even doing that when they were when there was no lockdown. Yeah. So. You know, you're the, the fighters. They're they're um, what are they called? Um, Independent contractors. Right. So it's not like they're uh, at a regular job like me, you, or like Arlo or like Rudy, where like in my case, in my hospital that I work for, um, what they're gonna do is if my clinic senses manages me, which means they tell me for the next four days you're not gonna work but we're going to still pay you right because they want me to have a take a break away from the from the patients away from the clinic come home chill relax get myself back together and then work you know as hard as that we've been working with what's going on and uh, you know with what's going on so fighters are not getting paid um because they're their own contract so it's not like you know like a, it's not a regular job that they're at, so obviously they're not going to get paid, um, in that sense. And yeah, you know, you know, it's not just fighters. I feel bad for. I, I, I my heart goes out to the fighters. My heart goes out to the the gym owner. My heart goes out to the entrepreneur who owns a clothing store that none of those people can open. This this yeah, this isn't this doesn't just go out to fighters. Because, and I'm not knocking fighters, because those guys, a lot of them do live paycheck to paycheck also. And pe people don't realize that. Pe people see lavish lifestyles and don't realize the bank owns a lot of that still. Uh, but right. like I said, my, my heart goes out to those, to the gym owners. And not just not just combat gym owners, fitness gym owners, uh, daycare owners. You know, everybody who's got something that they can't open now or they can't do now. That that's that's where mine goes out to like like all my local restaurants are still open and that's where I eat. If I eat out, I go to one of our local restaurants. I yep. do curbside just, just just to try to help them. Even if it's only twenty bucks I spent on a meal, I hope it does something. You know, right? Uh, so it, it's 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 not just one thing that suffers. It's it's everybody who suffers. Even the people that are working. People's like, well, they're essential. Yeah, that's on the line. So you know this this is everybody you know and those those people Berto you're not getting no hazard pay you're in there no. every day still getting your getting your same paycheck so Just my, my regular my, pay my regular day but I'm around all these sick people so when when this thing really you know now that it's where it's at in the world 
I, I, I kind of look at it from a humbling stance that all these celebrities that people thought were so amazing aren't really amazing right now. The right. people that the people right. that to me that are amazing or it is the guy that's running his restaurant and bringing you curbside food is Birdo, who's going out to his clinic every day and putting his ass on the line, knowing damn well that something or somebody probably has it. Birdo's probably been exposed to it twenty different times and not known. <laughs> probably, <laughs> you know. Same with my wife. You know, like exactly. You know now now what they're doing at her clinic where she works is employees are be they have to go in there's only a one way in and a one way out for employees and for patients the same thing they're on the other side of the building and there's only one way in and one way out and right now what we're doing too is we're only seeing patients that has to come in and get seen by the doctor and all the rest of them we're turning them into a telephone appointment but pretty much the doctor's calling them or Skyping them however they want. You know, if there's a, you know, something medical that needs to be seen, they'll either take a picture or they'll do it through video chat. Um, so, you know, we're trying to do our part in social distancing. Absolutely. But it's, it's still hard because like with Laura, there's there, it's a two story building. And there's a lot of clinics, there's a lot of uh, doctors in each floor that are still seeing those patients that are really, really sick and they really need to come in and get seen and evaluated. And then with me, my clinic is inside Intel. And right now, I mean, if nobody knows what Intel is, then you know, look at your computer and you'll see that's the little Intel logo. That's where I work. They make all those chips, they make all that stuff there. And 50% of all those employees at Intel are at the, at the building and the other 50 are working from home. But our clinic still has to maintain and be open regular days, regular hours, because those patients or those employees that are at home still need to come in and get seen, yep. either by me to draw their blood or get taken back to see the doctor. Um, so it's, it's crazy. And then, too, like what Rudy does. You know, he goes around and he has to do stuff with IT and, you know, um, we have we still have to have our our guys come in to do and deliveries and, and all of that. So, you know, the the it's crazy because even before they can even walk in the clinic, we have to check their temperature. Right. So now we're implementing that and we're implementing that if you're 18 years or over, you have to come in by yourself. Yeah. So I think it, it's crazy because I would I in my 19 years being in the healthcare, I would I never thought that I would ever see something like this ever. Because you're a hero. I mean, no two ways about it. When the when the dust settles and the smoke clears, we're not gonna remember the CEOs, we're not gonna remember the president, we're not gonna remember any of those motherfuckers, no celebrities, nobody. We're gonna remember you and every healthcare professional, every nurse, every doctor. We're gonna remember the people that work at the grocery store. Like my brother Bobby works at ShopRite, and a month before, it doesn't seem like a great gig, but now we're considering him. I tell my brother every single day he's the baddest motherfucker on planet Earth. I'm a nobody compared to my brother right now. We're gonna remember all these people, grocery store workers, people that have to travel, 
business owners that survived and weathered the storm, doctors, nurses. We're going to remember everybody except Carol fucking Baskin. Fuck that bitch. <laughs> that bitch. You, you, you know, <laughs> you, you, you know, you know, you left, you left out a couple of, a couple in there. Uh, Please. Potter. You left out our emergency, our EMTs, our PDs, yeah. our firefighters, then, because fire, firefighters are, are just like an EMT also. So things are getting cold. I've, see, I've, I've seen those guys take off in the non-fire truck that the little bitty one that looks almost like an almost look like an ambulance. I've seen I've seen that one take off down in my house area. I mean, so these guys, you know, those guys are putting their asses on the line too. And I feel a little oh, bit yeah. worse for I feel a little bit worse for the PD because they've already had it rough over the last couple of years from people putting videos out on them. And then now yeah. people trying to say, "Oh, the police are enforcing martial law." No, they're not. They're trying to help social distancing. And I mean, look at New York in NYPD. They got like, what, 1,200 cases of cops with coronavirus. I mean, that alone, I mean, and I can't even imagine the med staff that really has it that probably doesn't know they have it. You know, right. same concept, man. I mean, it's, it's, there, there's a lot of heroes that I hope when this is over, people give a lot more credit to. And realize exactly. that a lot of the shit they've been saying has been bullshit, you know, posted through media and hyped through media. I mean, there, there, there's a lot of humbleness that needs to come of this, out of this whole situation when it comes to it. Because at the end of the day, it's people helping people. That's the only way we're going to get through this. Fuck yeah, and, um, and, I, and I like that you said that uh, there's the people needs to be helped people. I mean, okay, so... <laughs> And I posted this on my wall on Facebook that uh, it trips me out when I see people wearing their masks and gloves, especially the ones that wear gloves. I mean, those gloves, they're not meant for you to be walking around and, and wearing them all day long, going to grocery stores, driving your car, adjusting your hair. One use only. It's a, exactly, it's a one use only, and it's only a one use only at a clinic. Not to go yeah. out grocery shopping. You touch, you touch something, those germs are on your gloves. You're going to be touching another thing. You're going to be touching your hat, your glasses, your clothes, your wallet, your keys with the same glove. You're opening your car. You're touching your steering wheel, the gear shifter, all of that stuff. You're going inside your house. You take off your gloves, and then what? Are you saving them? I right. mean, people need to understand that the only way for you to help is whatever you touch, just don't touch your face. Wash your hands with soap and water. That's that's the best thing that you can do. Because antibacterial is, is not going to do what soap and water can do. Yep. Two days, so, two days in a row. Yeah, yeah. What were you saying? I'm sorry. Yeah, I mean, so it, if you're going to be wearing gloves, wear it. To where you feel like you're if you're going to wear the gloves like my wife said maybe these people are wearing gloves so that way they don't touch their face wear them in high risk exposure is when i um, like my job i work with hospitals clinics nursing homes the only time i, I actually wear my gloves or a mask is when i'm going into the er uh where i know there's actually like really sick people in there or or uh or like a uh, ear, note, ear, nose, and throat specialist. Obviously, yeah. you don't want to be going in there without that. But anywhere else, 
Yeah, I really don't wear that, man. There's no need to. Um, you know, I have to carry around the wipes or like, um, like uh, what is that stuff? Hand sanitizer. And I think that'll do it until I can get somewhere and wash my hands. But I'm not overly freaked out like everybody else is about it. I was at first, but once you start looking at data and the people that are dying from it, I don't know, man. It doesn't seem like it's something that uh, I'm particularly worried about. I don't know about well, you all. And, you know, like I said before, it's, it's, it's a lot of media, mass media, social media. Then you get all these social media uh, experts. One of my one of my good friends, one of my good friends, Josh Cohen over at ESPN Radio West Palm Beach. He told me he, he I heard on his show and he sent me this message, too. But I heard on he, he, he messaged it out on the show. He said, you know, he goes, he goes, preparedness for this reminds you of getting ready for a hurricane. They tell you buy supplies and stay inside. Yep. He said, he said, but the, he, he goes, the difference between this and the hurricane, he goes, you can't. You can't calm that storm. He said that storm's coming and you can't turn it down. You can't tone down the power that's coming. He goes, you're just going to have to weather that storm. He goes, this storm here, we can control as long as we're smart. He said, be prepared, not scared. And that's, that's one of the best things. And us as, and regardless of what people think or people say, we're broadcasters right now. It's, it's our duty to be able to inform people to be able to educate some people and not scare people like, like we get a lot of. And, and, and that's even with media, you, you, what you turn on your local radio state or your local TV channel. The first thing you get is 17 more deaths today, you know, average today than yesterday. Okay. But that that's all they're ever going to mention. They yeah, don't mention one, the one thing that, that bothers me about those numbers, dude, is that, how many of these people are dying from other things and they, they test them and oh, find out, oh, you got they got coronavirus, so yeah, it's coronavirus, check. How many of these people are actually dying from other things that, uh, yeah, you know what, I don't know, that they that, maybe wouldn't have died of? Down, but they couldn't fight, exactly. I don't know, man. Exactly. These numbers seem a little inflated to me. Um, I don't know, man. I'm, I'm kind of a skeptic. Uh, I know Italy's crazy. I know I'm not denying that it's a dangerous a virus i'm not denying that people are dying but i think the media is blowing it way out of proportion dude like way out of proportion and it's they're scaring people bro to do stupid shit like wear your fucking gloves and mask all damn day like roberto's saying it's just i don't know man it's just bullshit personally personally speaking personally speaking i think uh spread way way before I, I think uh, China kept it under wraps. Like I, I, I think by August or September, I think coronavirus was starting to make its long-awaited debut as a pa- uh, pandemic. Or blah, 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 blah. But I think coronavirus came about a lot, a lot before. Coronavirus came before January, February. It just landed on the radar. Like I remember being sick in November. For two or three weeks, and I went to ER. Like I'm like, I can't breathe. I think I died twice, to be honest with you. Like I couldn't breathe. I had all the food symptoms. And they I, say, oh, you don't have flu. Yeah, but they they said I didn't have flu. Like you're absolutely right. Cough, and they go, oh, you had an upper respiratory infection. That's what happened to me. Like that. Had to use a freaking inhaler, bro. But but like I, I went to ER and I never get sick. I never fucking get sick. Like I take vitamins every day. 
you know, I jerk off five times a day. Like, you know, I keep healthy, you know, like, but like, seriously, like I, I went to ER and by the time I, I'm like, I can't, I can't fucking breathe doc. I feel like I'm dying. Like, and he put oxygen on, I stayed there for like a good over, like overnight, I spent three, uh, three days out of work. My entire office got sick, by the way. So everybody gets it. I, I think personally, I, I think, it, you know, it came about a lot. It, it's been a, around a lot longer. That's what I'm just trying to say. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. Like, I, I think I think now it's hitting people that are relatively ill and people are dying from it. So now it's spread a lot. It, it, I think it's been out a lot longer than, than just be worried, you know? And I mean, I'm I'm not just saying it's it's only killing old people or babies. You know, it, it kills all ages. But yeah, you know, take care of yourself, man. You know, you get symptoms. Don't be scared to go to a doctor. You know, yeah, you, that's a lot of times. A lot of people get these symptoms, and they're like, "Oh, it's just this," and they pull back and don't do anything. And then by the time they go to the hospital, it's pretty fucking bad. You know, yeah, you most them, it, most of the individuals that have died, have, there's a huge comorbidity factor that they're not they're not taking into account with these numbers, man. A lot of these people that are dying have underlying conditions like, uh, you know, they they have they're, they're, yeah they have heart heart conditions. They're under uh, blood pressure medications. They have diabetes. Um, there's a number of things that they're not taking into account. Like I said that before, they're they're just saying, "Oh, he has coronavirus. Oh, he died from coronavirus." So I think the numbers are a little inflated, dude. And um, I don't know, man. Um, just do some research, I guess. Yeah, the best thing that we all can do right now, man, is if you don't need to be out, stay home. Don't be out. Yeah. And if you need to be out, do what you got to do. Get what you need to get, and come home. Wash your hands. Wash your hands. Yeah, wash your hands with plain old soap and water, and wash your ass. <laughs> like my 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 doctor tells me today, he's like, "All right, guys," because we had a little huddle, and he's like, "I want to suggest that everybody here, if you are going out to the grocery store, to the hardware store, whatever store that you need to go to, put on a mask. Just put on a mask." Protect yourself and protect the other person because you don't know if you have it. Yep. You don't know if the person that, that just was right where you stepped coughed and has the coronavirus. Yep. So just, yeah. just wear your mask and get what you need and go home. Right. And you know, I, I like what, uh, I don't know if this is everywhere, but I know here here in my little hometown, the uh, Walmart Supercenter, they they're all they all close at eleven now, anyways. But they are sectioning off only your essential items. That's it. That's the only place you can go in Walmart now. They're going to start that in a few days. They're they're starting to block off because people come to these people come to these shops and act like it's social gatherings. You know, they're they're stopping, they're talking, they're bringing in all the kids with them and. That's not social distancing. Come in, get what you need, get the fuck out. You know what I mean? Well, look uh, what H E look what H E B is doing in Texas. There's a person in front of the door and only letting five people at a time inside the building. Yeah, yeah. And, and that that speeds up the process of people looking. Like you get people still acting like it's it's your Sunday grocery list you're getting. You know, people are still walking in, taking their sweet time, picking things up, putting them back on the shelves. That's that's what 
this uh, letting five people at a time will eliminate. Yep. So like what they're doing here, um, the first time I ever saw this was at Intel at the, uh, at the, um, the cafeteria. They have blue tape, a, a, a square every six feet, and that's the only spot where you can stand. And the other day I went to Walgreens and they have squares where you have to stand before you, you know, you can get to the counter or get inside Walgreens. Um, you know, it's, it's to me, if I'm seeing it more and more now, myths, uh, they're only open from nine to nine. Yeah. The Walgreens, the 24 hour Walgreens are open from eight to nine. And you know, you know what else I like about some of these places? Like down here, a lot of our grocery stores, whether it's whether it's a Walmart or whether it's just the local ones, uh, every one of them have a designated day that they do from six a.m. to seven is strictly designated for your elderly people or yep. your sick people, like people who have diabetes, people who have the yep. heart condition. They're, they're specifically letting them guys in for one hour before everybody else, which which I like that, you know. You got to start thinking mm -hmm. outside the box right now for these situations, and you got to start listening to stuff uh, and not believing every horror story you hear on Facebook or every horror story you read on Twitter or Instagram or from the media, you know. There, there's good shit coming out of this, too. You just got to look for it. Yep. You know, and, and it's yeah, funny I because – you know, my wife and I, we've been in the field for, you know, like I said, for 19 years now. And since day one, we've always been telling everybody, cover your cough, cover your sneeze, wash your hands. Don't touch your face. We've been preaching that. And, and even the other, you know, nurses that have been doing it for 40 years or whatever have been saying that. But does anybody listen? No. Oh, but now, now with the coronavirus, now everybody's listening to what the nurses are saying. Exactly. Which is Which crazy. Yeah. I mean, especially during flu season, we've always been hammering that. Wash your hands. Don't touch your face. Wash your hands. Wherever you do, wash your freaking hands with soap and water. Right. I don't, you know what? I don't wear, I don't wear a mask. Like I, I've been going uh, grocery shopping uh, for like different people, like my neighbors and stuff, or elderly, like they don't want to go out, they don't want to risk it. It's okay. I, I don't mind doing it. Santa David will come to town. I don't wear a mask. I don't wear gloves. I don't touch my face at all. I spend, I time myself twenty twenty five minutes. I'm in and out. Where I only get what I need to get. I keep six feet from everybody. If it's a crowded aisle, I don't go in that aisle. I wait for everybody to clear out. And right when I get home. I disinfect my packages. I throw my my bags out right away. I spray Absolutely. down with Lysol a disinfectant that has coronavirus on there that, that disinfects it. I go in my bathroom. I sing, we wish you a Merry Christmas. Just to time myself because <laughs> I have ADD. And I say, we wish you a Merry Christmas. And I sing for about 30 to 45 seconds. And then rinse off. Boom. And, and you know what? You if, know if I catch an airborne, I, you know, if it happens, it happens. But uh, yeah. again, I take all the safety measures. Where you know I don't wear a mask because other people, more important people like our healthcare professionals, are badass motherfuckers like Roberto. He masks and gloves more than I do. So I and think Rudy. the, uh, the, and the Rudy. proper precautions. Rudy and, goes in there too. And Rudy. And you know and what? You know what? I, I, I'm going to give one other person some serious props here. 
And I meant to mention that earlier, and I just completely fucking boneheaded it. It is you for going out and helping some elderly people, dude. That's fucking awesome. Yeah, oh, thanks. That, that, yeah, that's, man. That, props that, to that, you, especially because you live in in the New York area, right? Yeah, you're you're yeah, you're in that live. Jersey. You're in that East Coast fucking Jersey area where it's fucking looked like Ground Zero. You know what yeah. I mean? It, it looks like a Ground Zero of fucking apocalypse, probably of the way it's getting treated. Uh, so yeah, man. Hey, kudos what? to fucking you. Know? I take my fucking hat off. Oh, bro. thank you. But I, you know what? They're doing me the favor because I have severe ADD and working from home, I'm so fucking bored. So like, Absolutely. they're doing me the favor. Like Absolutely. talking to my neighbors and stuff, they need me to pick up some shit. You know, they're you're doing me the favor so I can actually get out yep. of the house, listen to some music, fucking go to the grocery store. That's my that's my big event of the day. So like, they're doing yeah. me the favor. You know, I don't need a thing. No, you you still need one. Be humble. Be humble and learn <laughs> how to take those. Learn how to take those compliments. You're good, man. Yep. You're, you're, do, you, you're doing. You're, you're doing something a lot of motherfuckers won't do. You Thank know. You, so you're welcome. Yep. Yep. So yeah, um, I just think that everybody just needs to listen to credible sources. Listen to the to you know the true source that. Uh, is bringing out, you know, up to date on uh, the coronavirus. Hell, if you don't even want to look at like CNN or, or whatever news outlet you do, just go on your hospital's website and read it from the source. It's 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 yeah. on there. It's on their front page. You go to press uh, presbyterianhealthcare.com or .net. I forgot what it is. Um, you'll see everything that has to do with the coronavirus and what to do. And it's always getting updated every single day. I see it on my website from work and it's getting updated, giving us, you know, what we need to do, what to expect and what the public needs to learn. Yep. You know, right. so I think that's just the best way to, to know if you, uh, uh, anything about this virus. Just go to the, to the hospital's website and you'll read everything about it there. Go and, to the CDC and, uh, website and you'll read everything about it there too. And I and avoid Carol Baskin. I can't stress it enough, guys. It's on the website. But coronavirus. Carol fucking Baskin. I, I vote that we change the name to Coronavirus. Oh, yeah. Carol Virus. Carol you Virus. Know, you know, I, I agree with everything you just said right there, Berto, about go, go to your websites, go to this to learn. Like I, like I mentioned before, you know, I, I said, we got an enemy you can't see. When you battle any enemy in the world, what's the first thing you do? You got to know your enemy that you're going to battle. The problem is people's, people don't know how to battle right now. They're, they're acting like they don't know how to battle. Go do your research and learn how to battle this. That's, yeah. that's it, Berto. That's, that's it 100 fucking percent. The, the old saying of knowledge is power. Absolutely. Yep, oh, yeah. knowledge is power. Go, go to any hospital's website. Anybody. It doesn't even have to be your local hospital. Nope. Any hospital is going to have the link. On I'm pretty there. sure. I'm pretty sure I'm going to go hit up an East Coast hospital because I mean, they, they, y'all are dealing with it a lot more than than, than most places, <laughs> man. Y'all are probably y'all are pretty sp probably pretty spot on on how to deal with a lot of shit coming in even more daily with you all. Oh <laughs> so. uh, yeah, for sure they are, man. <laughs> yeah. 
And a uh, cool thing is, man, like I said, I got I got my little brother. Well, I consider him my little brother. We've we've been best friends since college. Uh, like I said, he's one year from being a doctor in an infectious disease, and he's the he's one of the guys testing it right now. He said yeah. that's how bad it is. They've called him out. He's one of four people out of his university that got called out to come research this. So he's doing that right now. And I'm I'm gonna try that's to get awesome. him. I'm gonna try to get an interview with him. Uh, just to ask the Q and A's that people need to know, you know, other than hearing yep. scary stuff on local news channels that are just bring them on the show, man. Yeah, yeah, let's bring them on the show. It'll be awesome to talk to him. I would uh, love to talk to him and get his opinion on that. And it's it's just it's not getting him on the show. It's him having time for the show. Yeah, oh, I'm he, sure he's busy. Yeah, he said he said realistically, right now he's in there. He said he can be in there anywhere from eight to almost 20 hours, go home, sleep like three, four hours, get up and go back to the lab. He said, that, he said, that's how much he's just running. I was like, I got you, man. Uh, Cause I was right before all this big quarantine hit, I was supposed to have had him, him and a, him and another guy that I know that's just a medical doctor. They were going to come on the show and answer Q and A's on the rundown. Nice. Uh, and, uh, but, but literally the, the Saturday I had him planned to come on, that Wednesday, he got called up to the to the big leagues. <laughs> he, got, he got called up from the minor leagues up to the big leagues. And he goes, dude, I'm going to try to make it. And then, like, I didn't hear from him until Sunday. And he's like, yeah, dude, I'm sorry. He's like, I've been stuck in a lab. So, yeah. Crazy. Yeah. So, if I can get him, I'll get him on every show I can get him on. Let him answer yeah. some Q&As. Yep. Yeah, he's, he's real interesting. I – if you watch the first episode of the rundown on my other podcast, he's on there. We roughly scratched the surface of coronavirus, and it was just because it was over in China then. It wasn't worldwide pandemic yet. So when we first talked, it was just now starting the shit show that's going on right now. Yeah. Crazy, man. Yeah. Crazy times, man, that kudos we're all living in. Um, yeah, kudos to him. Kudos to everybody that's um, still out and about, you know, working and being around all this shit. Um, guys like you, David, you know, that's going around helping the, the community and your neighbors. I mean, that's uh, very, very awesome of you to do that, man. Um, Not a big you know, the, I mean, yeah, the, I need the, the, There needs to be more people like that. I'm sure there is. Absolutely. We just don't hear about it. No, um, you know, unless you're friends with that person, but you know, yeah, it's it's just crazy times, you know. And then, um, you know, going back to the sports, um, I think every sport should be canceled by you know the rest of the year <laughs> and reset reset next year. Right. You know, I agree because everybody that's been uh, infected with the coronavirus in two weeks' time. That's when all this shit's gonna happen. We're gonna be seeing right. more deaths, or we're gonna be seeing this person a lot more sicker, or you spreading it to other people, and it's just gonna be, you know, a revolving door until something yep. gives. So that's why I keep stressing everybody, you know, that that I get in contact with, wash your freaking hands. And if you don't need yeah. to be out, don't be out. Just stay home. Wash your ass. Wash your ass. Up and wash down. Your ass. Wash your ass. Watch, watch that ass. That's going to be the fight book MMA coronavirus shirt. It's going to be fight book <laughs> MMA. Wash your wash ass. Wash your ass. <laughs> wash your ass. 
Turn the page, wash your ass. Yeah. <laughs> oh, shit. So, so can we reveal who didn't watch Tiger's King? Do we have enough time? Yeah, yeah. we do. Who are the two people that did not see Tiger King? Because I have to talk about this now. Raise your hand. In three, two, one. Who has not seen it? Oh. <laughs> Bunch right, of Carol fucking so, Baskins up in here. Carol fucking Baskins. So let me give you guys the rundown of Tiger King. Besides the fact it's the greatest fucking documentary I've ever seen since probably Fire Festival. Which I don't no, know if anybody not. saw. No, it's so fucking good though. So Tiger King is this like alternate world that you know these tiger breeders oh. live in. Where Joe Exotic, probably the baddest motherfucker on planet Earth, I don't know why he's not president right now because he's hilarious, but fucking this gay, flamboyant tiger trainer just runs his fucking farm and he sings country music that's dubbed and sang by somebody else that he passed off as his own music and and you have like, this fucking bitch. You have this fucking bitch. Well, no, first you have Doc Antle who pretty much has four different girlfriends and a big elephant. Which is fucking crazy. And then you have Carol Baskin, who is literally Satan's asshole. Like, she is <laughs> the epitome of the most evil woman you have ever met. Take your ex-girlfriend, mix her with Hillary Clinton, you have Carol Baskin. Carol Baskin, literally, is the most unlikable person I've ever seen in any documentary whatsoever. And she, supposedly, she murdered her husband. She's the most hated woman in the world right now. Yes. <laughs> The memes are fire for this documentary. It's kind of <laughs> entertaining. The memes are fucking fire. And Carol Baskin, literally, I, in my opinion, and guys, I don't want you to laugh. I want you to listen to me. Turn me out. Carol Baskin is the reason for 9-11, <laughs> in my personal opinion. Think about it. Don's plane disappeared. Can we account for where she was on 9-11? No, you can't. Oh, she's responsible for everything that's bad in this planet. Probably I would have to agree. Carol fucking Baskin. <laughs> you, know, fucking you, know, Baskin. You, you all want to hear something hilarious? Next time when, when, when all this coronavirus shit dies down, go on an evening ride along with your local county deputies, not, not city. Go, go with county that had to go out in the outskirts of town. And you're going to see a lot of fucked up shit like that. Like that, that's daily. That's daily. Once you, once you, cause I used to, I used to help out with County down here. And yeah. so you go out in them back roads, backwoods, and you got to go do calls. That's the kind of fucking people you end up being. Bro, my biggest takeaway from uh, watching the Tiger King uh, was that anybody, that anybody associated with tigers or big cats is a fucking weirdo. Um, that's a fact. I did. I knew this drug dealer. I shouldn't be saying that, but I knew this guy. I knew this guy. He, he had, he had a, he had a tiger and he had, um, he had like a bunch of dogs, like pit bulls. He had kennels in the back and he had a pit where like he would do people's tattoos. You know, he, he liked to do tattoos and he had a pit in his tattoo shop with freaking alligators in it, bro. I thought that guy was just nuts. And he had a monkey, too. He had a monkey. He was like, hey, you want to go touch my monkey? I was like, sure. And I tried to touch it. 
And he just, he tried to attack me. And he was like, yeah, don't touch him. He'll rip your face off. Like, bro, what is wrong with you? And why do you have a tiger? Why do you have crocodiles or alligators in your fucking tattoo shop? You are freaking weird. People with exotic animals are fucking weirdos. <laughs> I don't think I don't think Doc Antle is a weirdo. I think Doc Antle is actually a bad motherfucker. He is, you know, he, he but he's him. weird. No, he's he's had all of his animals in all these different movies. Doc Antle also has like twenty different girlfriends. He's a good-looking cat. I don't, you know, and he's dating sexy-ass women right now. So. Anyone that, that gives him shit for that, you know, fuck you. You know, come on. The guy guy's a single dude. Come on, man. You're but just like, jealous, right? And, and I don't know if you're... And, well, but, Potter but, was talking about how he was sexually frustrated way. last week. <laughs> yeah, yeah, dude. So he might be a man. little jealous. Yeah, I'm a little bit jealous. I'm, I'm Peter Brown jealous right now. I'm painted with that envy right now. <laughs> <laughs> Carol fucking Baskin, though. Carol fucking Baskin is the epitome of evil. She is the human form of coronavirus. I guarantee you, she's the reason behind 9-11. No plane. Where's Don Plane? Yo, you don't know where Don Plane is? Obviously. Don, come on. Come on, guys. And she murdered her husband. She definitely fucking murdered her husband. Guarantee you. I bet I now, now I need to go and watch this damn documentary. I'm not watching it. <laughs> My wife's watching it. My so, wife is watching it, so I hear a little bit bits and pieces. But I'm not watching it. I'm from. I guess I'm gonna have to watch it. I'm from the Garth Brooks side of Oklahoma. (laughs) Carol Baskin. (laughs) Carol Baskin, right here, buddy. Right here, pal. (laughs) Oh, oh, and she. Oh my God, you got, you got, you got to watch her videos too on YouTube. They are the fucking whitest white people videos I've ever seen. Like, hello, you cool cats and kittens. Like, fuck you, lady. Fuck you. Jesus Christ. The worst individual I've ever seen in my entire life. That bitch. Shit. <laughs> oh my God. This is a fucking nightmare. That lady. <laughs> well, I guess I'm gonna, I'm, I'm, gonna have to, I'm gonna have to watch it now. Please watch it. Please. I will. No, we'll talk about you. it more. We'll talk about it more a little bit next week. Uh, I'm sure. Thank you. Please, <laughs> come on, man. I'm just gonna sit here. And, I'm just gonna sit here and fucking I don't know. Look at the, I'm gonna turn something on the TV and just like you, y'all talk. I'll be over here. Dude, come on, man. You gotta watch it, man. Come on. So come on, real dude. quick before before we end the show, um, oh, WrestleMania 36 is happening this weekend. Um, it's gonna be a two day event, uh, Saturday and Sunday. Uh, check out the the preview um, that our boy Chris Toplak did on his uh, podcast. It's uh, published on the website. Um, it's the uh, titled WrestleMania 36 official preview. Um, awesome, awesome show about the, the event coming up. You can actually watch it on Fight TV, which is the very first time that that's ever going to happen. That's what's um, up. And you can watch it on the website as well on fightbookmma.com. Um, so you'll be able to watch WrestleMania there. Cool. And, uh, yeah, but, uh, obviously there's no sports happening this weekend. Just WrestleMania. Real quick while you're on the WrestleMania topic, did you all see where Roman Reigns pulled out as the headliner on WrestleMania where he's not going to wrestle Goldberg because where he has leukemia and he said his, uh, immune system, you know, he has a compensated immune system, so he's not going out. 
And I totally right. agree with the dude. I don't disagree with him. Yep. A lot of good uh, uh, Do what? Uh put in Braun Strowman. I, I think they're gonna yeah. do I, I think yeah. 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 Some some so, good matchups, man. Brock Lesnar's gonna be on there, Goldberg against who knows yet. Uh, Randy Orton. John Cena against uh, Bray Wyatt. Man, that guy is a weirdo. You want to hey, talk bro, about I weird. I'm sure he's got something because his new persona is weird as shit. Pretty crazy. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's out there, man. It's out there. Even for wrestling, it's out there. Hell no, yeah. I, I, don't want, I don't watch wrestling regularly, but if it's going to be on Fight Book MMA, you bet your sweet ass I'm going to be watching. Damn so. right. <laughs> what, else we got, what else do we have to do is the main question. You know, <laughs> what else funny. do you have to do? Might as well enjoy a, might as well enjoy a uh, $60 pay-per-view for, for free. You know? Fuck yeah. Might as well enjoy that. <laughs> Fight How Book often MMA, will that ever happen? How often <laughs> will that happen? Uh, yeah, so, I mean, Fight TV's got a lot of stuff going on, um, obviously. I mean, they're, like, just a badass. Um, there's, they always got something um, showing, even if it's a replay or if it's a free event. Um, it's, it's pretty badass. Um, so just head out to the website. You'll see the tab there, Fight TV, and you'll be able to watch um, anything about anything, actually, on there. So, you know, and the events are pretty cheap, man. Um, somewhere for like ten bucks, fifteen dollars. I mean, you can't beat the price, especially right now that there's nothing going on. You know what I mean? Yep, absolutely. Man. Fuck yeah. So let me. I'm trying to look here. So the WrestleMania. The kickoff part one. That's going to be free, and that's on April fourth. And then um, to get the weekend package, to watch both events for the price of one is sixty bucks. Hmm. That's pretty, that's pretty badass. Cheap. That's cheap. That's you know that's thirty bucks an event. Yep, you that's Carol Baskin cheap, right? Um, or or you can just pay for one event if you don't have the time to watch the second part. It's going to be thirty five bucks. It's cheaper to get the package. You know, you're saving yourself ten bucks right there. So, uh, but yeah, head out to Fight TV right there on our website at fightbookmma.com, and you'll get all the the events that you need to watch on there. Um, but yeah, guys, we are on a little bit of overtime. That's all right. <laughs> um, quick shout out to everybody that's listening, that's watching. Thank you so much for uh, you know watching us as we talk random shit. Um, since there's no sports, um, you know, we'll, we'll keep you guys up to date with whatever news that's up, out there with the UFC and with other events that's going on um, with uh, each fighter. Sucks that we didn't have enough time to talk about uh, John Jones, um, what, you know, they did to him. Is, is, uh, but we can talk about that next week. I'm tired um, of talking to John Jones. Right. <laughs> And then we'll talk a little bit about uh, Carol fucking Baskin next weekend or next Thursday. Thank you, God. We'll, we'll, we'll come up with a fun topic next week. Yeah, I'll we, 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 we keep wanting to bring up paranormal shit and our experiences that we've had for like the past three weeks. And it's 
Hasn't happened. Uh, so next, next maybe, week, next maybe week. next Thursday night it can happen. Next Thursday we'll maybe. We'll, we'll do the paranormal side. <laughs> that that's something that I'm really passionate about, and I know Arlo is too. Uh, we're trying to pitch uh, an idea to Netflix, an idea to Netflix to start a show with them. So that's in the works right now. So hopefully yeah. that can happen. Um, still trying to get uh, things in order for that, and uh, yeah. But thank you so much, uh, David, for uh, jumping on the show again. Um, hopefully we can get you back on next week. Absolutely. All right, Arlo, you know what to do, brother. All right, like we always do about this time. Remember, when you want the best seat in the house, there's only one place to be. At sitting ringside with me, Berto, Depot, next week, D Rod, and Laura. Well, uh, the Laura King. <laughs> remember, <laughs> remember, everybody, take care of yourself, take care of each other, be prepared, not scared. Till next week, we are out. Fucking bitch. Wanna know why these plants are dead? Carol fucking basket. Wanna know how that turd got there? Carol fucking basket. Wanna know how I turned gay? Carol fucking bastard. Wanna know why I can't play a core right? Carol fucking, fucking bastard. Your dog used to be a tiger. You wanna know how it changed? Carol fucking bastard. Fucking bitch. Fucking bitch. Fucking bitch. Bitch.